Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Looney looks, finds Draymond. Draymond for three with three on the clock. He hits it from the left sideline. Of course he does. No step, no play. How about Dre? Draymond with 13 points. Another good offensive night for Draymond. Yeah, and in a moment where the Warriors couldn't buy a bucket, they were turning it over. The Bulls were in the process of knocking a 19-point lead down to one. And Draymond Green comes through like Draymond Green tends to do as the Warriors at that point. It was 113 to 109 following the Draymond Green three. They go on to win it 119 to 111 here inside Chase Center as we welcome you into Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors back over the 500 mark with the victory so they improved to 12 and 11 and uh, yeah brilliant game from Draymond Green uh, in this one tonight he his fingerprints were all over this one whether it was defense in the second quarter whether it was pushing the pace whether it was rebounding or defense all, all of the usual things that Draymond Green brings to the table in, in this one tonight just a terrific overall game for Draymond Green and the Warriors needed it as they have over the course of, of the last few weeks as they've begun to turn their season around. And tonight was a Jordan Poole night as well. Jordan Poole has been really thought of as the last step in fixing what has been a bench that's made tremendous strides over the course of the last three and a half or, or four weeks. And, and when would Jordan Poole start to score at a higher level and, and more efficiently and consistently and tonight was all of those things for, for Jordan Poole. 30 points in this one as he had 29 uh, at the end of the third quarter in 18 minutes played on the floor. So it was a big-time night for, for Jordan Poole. Third 30-point game of the season, 14th of his career. And uh, he ended up in this one uh, with 11-18 shooting, 7-13 from three-point range. And, yeah, 29 points in the first three quarters over 18 minutes 
uh, you look at the total night for him, and he goes for 30 and 23 minutes as he didn't play for the most part down the stretch as the Warriors rode it out with, with Steph and Clay and Andrew Wiggins and, and Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, that starting group which has been the highest rated in the NBA to this point of the season. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. A lot to discuss following this one as the Warriors get the win to improve to 12-11. and 11. And it was a nice night for the Warriors when you look at it in conjunction with the back-to-back and the quick turnaround back-to-back for the Warriors. So they played tonight against the Bulls. And tomorrow they've got the Rockets right back in this building for a 5.30 tip-off. So that game 90 minutes earlier. And the Rockets tonight, who are going to be here tomorrow, won tonight in Phoenix. That's right. They came back from down double digits in the Valley, and they beat the Suns by a point tonight. And that was a ball game where... As I mentioned, the Rockets were were down by double digits. The Suns actually had four shots to win it uh, at the end in the closing seconds. Um, Bridges had basically a putback layup that he missed. Among that, Booker missed a a couple of shots, uh, including one at the final horn, 122 to 121. So the Rockets are coming in a little bit gassed, and the Warriors pick up a game on Phoenix tonight with these two more home games coming tomorrow and, and Monday Uh, against the Indiana Pacers. So the Warriors continue to vault up the Western Conference right now, and they're 12-11 and with the game against Houston and the game uh, against Indiana. They got a real shot here, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night as far as resting players. And and you know Clay Thompson in all likelihood not going to play in the second of the back-to-back after playing just under 37 minutes in, in this game tonight and going for 26 points. But as far as the rest of it goes, I think the traditional would the tradition would tell you, the history would tell you, rather, that the Warriors, for a home game, when they've just had a couple of days off, it would be more likely that everybody else plays unless somebody's dealing with a, a legitimate type of an injury uh, as, as opposed to some of these games on the road and the five and seven nights and the six and nine nights that we've seen uh, as far as the Warriors when they've you know, played those games against the Pelicans, these first two. It happened to be the Pelicans both times in, in November where the Warriors gave everybody the night off. But typically at home, second of a back-to-back when they've had a little bit of time. I know they do after this three and four go to Utah, then a couple of days off before playing Boston, and then a couple of more days off before they go on a long mid-December East Coast trip. And so the Warriors are going to have some rest time in between now and when they go on that trip. So I would suspect, though nothing official in the postgame press conference from Steve Kerr, which we'll have for you coming up here momentarily, I would suspect that it would be a scenario where uh, everybody except for Clay Thompson, would be in uniform and playing against the Rockets. 888-957-9570. Let's get into some of the specifics about this one. You love the win. Draymond, terrific. Jordan Poole goes off for 30, as I alluded to. But you look at the first quarter of this one, Warriors were just out of sorts uh, early in, in the game. And it was a night where... Steph Curry, 6 of 16, got in foul trouble. A couple of quick ones. Andrew Wiggins got in foul trouble. The Warriors' rotation, as it's been over these last few weeks, was not normal. You had substitutions at at different times. You had a a few different 
player groupings working together on the floor than we've seen what has become such a, a co- cohesive, systematic uh, approach uh, effectively with the, the same rotation game in and game out for the last five or six games going back to to since Draymond Green in Houston a couple of weeks ago found himself as part of that second unit after the Warriors got hammered by the Rockets in in a second quarter in Houston after they had built a, a big lead so it was different rotation early different rotation in the second quarter uh, the Warriors were up but it was a relatively close game right up until just before halftime and the Warriors were up three at that point. And you thought, all right, do the Bulls maybe have some action tonight? Is this going to be a close game because the Warriors are out of sorts? And it looked like at that point it would be, uh, although the Warriors did hold the Rock, or the Bulls to, to 19 second quarter points. They were only up three with a minute and 37 to go before halftime. And it was a 20 to 19 quarter. So the Warriors weren't scoring in the second quarter. The Rocket or the Bulls weren't either. I got to get the Rockets out of my head. That's tomorrow night. The Bulls tonight. Uh, it was it was a one point differential in that second quarter. But then the Warriors go for an 8-0 run to end it, and so they they end up moving from three points up to 11 points up at the half, and it changes everything as far as that second quarter look it, it from 28 or 20 to 19 it ended up 28 to 19 in, in favor of the Warriors and they had a little bit of a cushion they come out they push it all the way to 19 in the third quarter and then some bad minutes at the start of the fourth quarter lead got cut down to 12 Steph Curry came back picked up his fifth foul at the 805 mark and the Warriors at that point were still up 11 the Bulls would cut it all the way down to one at one point, 19-9 Chicago in the fourth quarter. And it could have been worse. The Warriors fortunate tonight. The Bulls missed some opportunities off of Warriors turnovers, missed a couple of layups, gave it right back to the Warriors. At the point in which the Warriors were up 110-109, uh, to 109, it felt like if the Bulls had cashed in some opportunities, they could have been up a couple of possessions at that point. And we would be talking about one of the worst losses that the Warriors have had at a pivot point, frankly, where they were trying to get back not only over the 500 mark again, but they've had such momentum on the home floor that you don't want to see that wasted uh, with this chance to, to push and separate a little bit from the 500 mark. Draymond Green, though, saves the day with the three that we played coming in, 113 to 109. Clay Thompson hit a couple of free throws. And all in all, the Warriors find themselves escaping tonight at Chase Center. Uh, not pretty. A lot of turnovers, but the Warriors did make in this game 23s uh, and another one of these 20 of 50 nights. How many times have we seen the Warriors hit 23s of late and shoot 40% or even a little bit higher than 40% in doing so? The 23s will offset the 20 turnovers, and that's exactly what the Warriors needed in this one. 888-957-9570. Let's get to Larry up first here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up on the phone lines on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Larry? Thank you for having me on, first of all. And you I got just it. came from the Chase Center where I was uh, very much a witness to what happened this evening. I'm actually visiting from Phoenix, Arizona tonight because I'm visiting family, originally from the base. But I'm very happy to see the Warriors live for the very first time at Chase Center with my nephew and my brother-in-law here live. And I tell awesome. you something, that the D, the D was my main concern. Why would the D choke at the end? And uh, 
it was showing very bad substance at that point where they were going to turn it around also in the bull and give them basically a chance to say we had a loss at Chase Center. It's not like the Oakland Coliseum Oracle. I feel the difference, but I feel like the energy is there at Chase, but they need to lower the beer prices, and I don't even drink. So it was a crazy night of action, and I think that Wiggins and I think that also uh, Jordan Poole probably save the day in regards to young guns. I think they need to start focusing on the young guns to be able to not just depend on three ball from Draymond, from also Steph, and from Clay. I think they need to bring those guys in uh, more often to step it up a little bit for them. And I also feel like there's a lot of people banking on the fact the Warriors are going to be back-to-back champions right now, not with a performance like that, in my opinion. But I did have Zach Levine at my hotel at the Waldorf Astoria, and I escorted him to find his golf club, and he's very much not a tipper. I just wanted to get that out of the way. All right, Larry. Thanks, man. Pre- appreciate the call. Larry running some material tonight here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Uh, Warriors, again, not not a perfect game tonight by any stretch. It, good Draymond night, good Jordan Poole night. As far as the young guys go, if you've been paying attention, the young guys playing less – has coincided with the Warriors playing better. Now, that's not necessarily going to be a night-in, night-out proposition, but it really has been over the course of the last few weeks. And you know, not every game's going to be pretty. Not every game's going to be a blowout. Not every game's going to be perfect. 13-14 uh, turnovers and 30 assists, and you're going to make 23s, and everybody's going to get their points, and the defense is going to be playoff or finals level, and you move on to the next game where you just do it again. I mean, the game was just a lot of fouls tonight. Warriors were fouling. You know, the, some of the problems that the Dubs have had in different you know, stretches of the season where they've struggled, it was on display tonight. 20 turnovers, that's been problematic. The fouling was an issue at different points with a couple of your starters getting in foul trouble. And, and we've seen this with the Warriors over the years when they've had great teams. When the rotation gets a little out of whack, when guys are used to playing the same minutes and with the same groups over a, a successful stretch, you take a piece away, you take a player away or out of his role or have to flip-flop some rotations because of foul trouble, and we've seen it throw the Warriors for a loop with some deeper, more star-heavy teams than this team uh, has currently. But the great teams figure out ways to win those games and and – whether that means Draymond has to be a three-point shooter in a big moment or you get a couple of big stops or the other team misses some opportunities uh, at the rim when they have chances in transition, you just figure out a way to, to win them. And, and they're not all the same and they're not all pretty. But, yeah, that was a huge Draymond Green three to put the Warriors up right around the two-minute mark, 113 to, to 109, and, and Draymond not bashful, more confident. And, and tonight, really a night where you look at Draymond and you look at his offensive game, and, and there have been more games where it it really has, you know, whether it's scoring a little bit more or being an unafraid to shoot a three under the three-point percentage is right around the 33 34% mark. He was two for three tonight. Draymond's leveling up, and if you want to say in his mind it's a contract year because he wants the ability to opt out of his deal at the end of this year and and force the Warriors or potentially somebody else to try and pay him, he's playing at an extremely high level, and I don't think there's one player on this Warriors roster that has 
leveled up and pushed others to level up during during this stretch as the Warriors now have won nine of the last 13 than Draymond. I think Draymond's been right in the middle of all of it with his own game, with his ability to affect Steph Curry and, and, and get Curry unlocked at the MVP level that he's played to telling Klay Thompson that he needs to change his shot selection and maybe be a little bit less selfish. Like Draymond's just been in the mix in a positive way, top to bottom. And and he was terrific uh, in this ball game tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. We'll keep it rolling up until about 11 o'clock here uh, as it was an ugly one for the Warriors uh, right now. Uh, 415 chiming in on the Xfinity Mobile text line. J.D., does the team really want... Clay Thompson taking the most shots on the team. He's turned into an inefficient volume scorer. Uh, tonight was a Clay Force night. Tonight felt to me like it was a couple of weeks ago, Clay. And it's the first game, I think, in the last couple of weeks where it felt that way. The three point shot was not going in. He took 13 of them. And there were a bunch of moments tonight where I thought, wow, yeah, Clay's not really hitting from three. He was very good from two, he was six of eight. From from two from two point range, and when he got to the basket, or or even in the in the mid range, so he he was knocking it down in that vein. But I did think it was it was interesting when you look at uh, you look at the night that he had. It did feel a lot more like, and there were a couple. Basically, he hit two mid range and he hit four layups tonight, uh, as far as the the six two point shots. And then the three of thirteen, and yeah, a lot of misses from the from the right wing and and from the right uh, corner as well uh, in the game tonight for Clay Thompson. But yeah, it felt a little bit like he was out of sync and and fighting it a little bit. But still, twenty six points is twenty six points, and the Warriors needed the twenty six points because Steph Curry was in foul trouble and his game was out of whack. And I know Tim Kawakami has been all over this, and I'll give him credit uh, for the athletic. Uh, this was the first game this year, and this is a, a note that, that Tim has been passing along uh, from time to time, uh, but this was the first game that the Warriors have won this year where Steph Curry wasn't at least a plus seven. <laughs> so, and, he, and Curry was a minus tonight, a minus one, and so the first time where Curry wasn't uh, essentially dominant in the game uh, or, or a, a supreme plus in the game from a plus-minus standpoint, to where the Warriors were able to still win the game. And and at times, the Warriors were in complete control of this game. So I, I think at that point, uh, you, you have to you have to take it. Uh, and, you know, it, it just was not a great game to, to watch. It really wasn't. It was a – it lacked flow. They were calling a bunch of travels again. I think legitimate travels. You're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr has to say about that. Uh, they're calling those – they called a celebration technical against Jordan Poole, uh, which I, I think is is unfortunate. But it goes back to, I think the Mavs in the playoffs last year, and and some other teams that that are really you know up and dancing by the bench, and now they're just not having anything of, to do with with guys getting off the bench and onto the floor during play at all. And I think Jordan Poole got caught in that. Although I thought that was a, a little ticky tack. Uh, tonight to call that on Jordan Poole as as they did, but uh, apparently they're cracking down on that now too. So they're cracking down on the 
on the bench celebrations. They're cracking down on on the traveling. Uh, they're they're cracking down on on a lot of different things. C- carrying has been an issue. Uh, palming violations, all of that, the league cracking down on. So we may just be at a point where we got to work ourselves through these, you know, next few months, and and a lot of that will lighten up once you get post All Star breaking down the stretch in March, and and hopefully into the playoffs. You're not seeing a lot of that called at the level, but I think ultimately it's on the players to adjust, and I think the players can and will adjust. But to go back to the original point from the text line, no, tonight's not a night where you want Clay Thompson to to have by five shots, the most shots uh, on on the team. Uh, that's that, period. That's just just not something you want to have. All right, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here in 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you as the Dubs get the job done over the Bulls. 119 to 111 the final. So 12 and 11 are the Warriors. They continue to move up the Western Conference standings as they are now eighth in the West. Tonight's win moves them ahead of Minnesota, ahead of Portland. They're now ahead of Dallas, who lost in Detroit yesterday. So the Warriors at 12 and 11 are now trailing the Kings, who are 11 and 9. So they're a half game behind the Kings. Kings play the Clippers tomorrow, and then the Warriors are only a game behind the Jazz and the Clippers. So they're going to gain on somebody, you would figure, whether it's the Kings and and by close of business tomorrow, if if the Clippers lose. Uh, or if the, the Warriors win and, and the Kings lose, Warriors are going to pass the Kings tomorrow. If the Warriors win and the Clippers lose, they're going to be tied with the Clippers by tomorrow. And you know one of those teams is going to lose because they're playing each other tomorrow. So uh, Warriors have Utah again coming up next week, and, and they're right there. Jazz did get a big win. They blew out Indiana, who's going to probably be limping into Chase uh, on Monday. And so what I'm getting at is, and I mentioned this on Warriors Live from the team shop before the game, Warriors could be fourth, maybe even third by by the end of business on Monday if they can just get tonight and or get tomorrow night and get Monday night and 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 you look at the game on Wednesday in Salt Lake City at that point and you know th- this team is is on the come and the bar ha- is really I think lower than a lot of people would have expected to this point as far as as climbing into that top half of of the top four in the in the in the West. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero before we hear from Steve Kerr, let's go to Johnson in the city next here on Warriors wrap up. What's up tonight, Johnson? Uh, uh thank you, J D. Yeah, I, I just it, wanted man. to say um the the Warriors play great. Um I, but I, I just feel like um, the, the Warriors are, are are kind of having a hard time with the refs. It, it felt like it was going to be one of those days where, you know, Steph was going to go off and the Warriors are going to do great and just win the game by the end of the third quarter and they was going to set out the fourth. But it felt like the the refs were kind of controlling it from be, from preventing that from happening. And I'm just kind of noticing the Warriors are more battling with the refs than, than with their opponents. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would totally agree with that. And, and thanks for the call, jo- uh, Johnson. Uh, I don't know that I would nec- – I, I think they've gotten caught up in 
whether it's been some of the fouls or some of the, the carrying or some calls that maybe need to be reviewed and overturned. And by the way, Steve Kerr hanging on to that challenge kept Steph Curry into the ga- in the game as he was called for a sixth foul. Warriors reviewed it. It was overturned on the challenge, and, and Curry was able to, to remain in the game. But look, when, when your star player's in foul trouble, it, it's going to be a slog at times, and the slog didn't come till the fourth quarter, but the Warriors were never really fully in a rhythm, I think, because of the early foul trouble. I think that threw everything off. I think the Bulls, you know, two things they do well, talked about it on Warriors Live, mid-range twos, and they are a top-10 defensive team. So through certain points of the game, they can make life difficult on you, as far as as defensively, you know, Caruso's a pretty good defender. They they have some other athletes that that can you know clog things up a little bit and and defend you. And so you just had a feeling it was going to be kind of a a janky game. And Warriors, you know, couple of days off after being on the road, and that's exactly what it was. But you fight through it. You fight through all of it and you find uh, your way to a victory. All right, let's get to Steve Kerr following this one as uh, he addressed the media. Not going to want to miss what he had to say about the traveling calls. Pretty funny tonight, and also uh, about the level that that Draymond Green is playing at in the Big Three. So here's the uh, head coach of the Warriors following this one. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other. Other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Steve, how would you describe the, the first quarter and then into the second quarter of the period, that's when things kind of came together for you guys. Yeah, we just started fouling right away in the game, and that that jumbled our rotations. And uh, I think they shot 12 free throws in the first quarter, so we couldn't really get anything going. Made a lot of shots, you know, made 20 threes tonight, but it never felt like a, a fluid game where we were clicking. We'll take the win, but we need to get better. How big was the Draymond three with like uh, yeah, it was huge one point game at that point, right? Yeah, and you guys were kind of sputtering. Uh, yeah, at that point. yeah. So that was that was a shot of the game. I mean, they they were they were the aggressor the whole fourth, and uh, we were not playing well. We had nothing going on that possession, so that was um, that was the shot of the game. I think he's made seven threes in the last eight games. Um, it's not something you will rely on or even want to rely on, but how nice is it to see him kind of, you know, get a little rhythm? Yeah, it's great great to see Draymond making some threes, but I just like the way he's playing in general. I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. He's having a, an all-star season, just so good defensively and playing with such great energy. He's doing a phenomenal job of staying physically uh, strong and, and um, healthy. He's working out every day. He's you can see it. I think he just he looks lean and strong, and and he's just playing at a really high level. Chicago shot I think thirty four, thirty five percent in the second quarter and scored nineteen points. The defense that you have been talking about, that you guys have been talking about for a long time, appeared to show up then. What did you see that was able to work so well? And also, I think they only took two free throws in that quarter. Yeah, that was the big thing. We stopped fouling, and uh, you know, anytime we can uh, defend without fouling, um, we can get stops, and we rebounded pretty well tonight. And and then the game can can speed up, and we can get into our our flow. So I thought that was the key in the second quarter. But uh, I mean, Jordan obviously came in, had a had a big quarter, and really got going. Or actually, end of the first and and early second, when uh, having to take Steph out of the game with the foul trouble. But uh, yeah, we had stretches in the game that were good, but never felt like we were in control and that we were really playing with a sense of purpose. And it was just a little bit of a pickup game out there at times. And um, we got to, we got to get better. I mean, we just have to, uh, to try to connect the game for, for 48 minutes and uh, felt mindless out there at times. Steve, I know you don't like to tell good shooters when to shoot or not, but from, from my eyes anyway, it looks like those are some, pretty low percentage shots down the stretch. Are you not getting the shots you want? Are they rushing or do you like those? And sometimes they go down. No, I thought we were out of rhythm down the stretch. You know, they did a good job defensively. Uh, they played really hard on the ball. They, they pressured us everywhere. I think Caruso is, um, is one of the best defensive guards in the league and he fights through screens and he gets over the top and he, he did a good job on Steph and, um, and we just got stagnant down the stretch. So we were fortunate, you know, that dream on three really bailed us out. Was the fact that you could challenge that Steph six call and keep him in the game. Is that just kind of a reminder of why at times it can be very important to just save the challenge? You know, we've kind of gone back and forth over the years. Um, early on, we felt like, 
you save it for the end and then you realize you know two points is two points so if, if something's really obvious in the first quarter you can save two points you should do it but the other reason to hang on to it is foul trouble to one of your best players so tonight that was the case we had two guys in early foul trouble with Steph and Wiggs and uh, you know definitely great to have it in our in our pocket for that situation. I know you got to win, but I'm sure the highlight of the night for you were the eight travel calls. Were you happy to see the league cracking down on this thing you don't like? We are traveling. We are really traveling. Like we're, we're not just doing the, you know, the, the half step, like we are, we're going all in. I'm traveling right now. So uh, some of them were just mind boggling. Like I said, we were mindless out. There were about four or five of them that were so obvious and um, they had nothing to do with the league cracking down on them. They were just blatant travels. So we had some of those last game too. We were, we got to keep working on our, on our fundamentals. They called you guys for a pretty important late uh, celebration technically. What are your thoughts on, I guess, them cracking down on that? I thought we were supposed to get a warning, but they said if if a player is on the court in a celebration, it's an automatic T. So I guess the warning is for if everybody's standing up or, you know, being too demonstrative, the defense is in front of them and, you know, lunging at a shooter, like a fake lunge from the sidelines, that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was, that was a surprise because it was, uh, had nothing to do with the play and I'll have to look at it on tape, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta adapt to that. Yeah, weird deal there uh, with uh, the situation with Jordan Poole and the, the celebration tech and, and all of that. No no question about it. And as far as the traveling, I mean, we talked about it earlier. That's that's spot on. I mean, there, tonight was not uh, really any anything out of the ordinary or cracking down. Tonight was just the Warriors were, were traveling a lot. But, yeah, just a, just a kind of a jumbled game. Not perfect. The, the, the game that you file away is – happy to win it because it would have been a, a pretty catastrophic loss all things considered would have been uh, felt like a, a momentum shifting type of a loss uh, but you, you learn from the things that you didn't do well and, and some of the things that the Warriors didn't do well tonight are typically things that that they don't do well when uh, they, they are you know going through a, a bad stretch or when they uh, you know, don't win games, but tonight they were able to, to win it, and now you can quickly adjust, get back out there, and, and this is the time of the season where the schedule hits and the games start coming rapid fire where you can, you can just you can pick up wins you know, here and there, and, and teams slip up, and the Warriors still, I think, and they wouldn't say this, but I, I think there is some pressure because the Warriors have been so healthy to get a little bit of separation from 500. I, I think, you know, 12 and 11 is is fine on the surface with plenty of season to go and things trending in a, in a positive direction for the Warriors, nine in the last 13 in the, in the win column. But you want to make some hay before you're dealing with, with injuries because every team is going to deal with injuries. So you don't – you'd feel better about it at this point where the Warriors are at, if you know, you win a couple of those road games earlier in the season on the, the games that were on that road trip where they were 0 and 5 or, you know, some of the games that were 50, 50 games essentially tied with the final three to five minutes and, and you don't win any of them. Yeah. You win maybe three of say six games in that category. And you're looking at, at being 15 and eight tonight. And if you're 15 and eight at this point, it's a fine line, but you're a half game behind Phoenix for the one seed in the Western Conference, and you're just a tick below Boston, who got beat tonight 
at, at now 18 and five uh, for the best record in the NBA. You'd be in line essentially with Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Phoenix, a little bit behind Boston, who's been better than everybody. If you win a couple of those games, so at some point you got to make up for that, and I think the Warriors are are hoping to be able to to make up for that in in large part really here the next week before they go on the on the long road trip to the East Coast that that leads into the the Christmas holiday. But yeah, I I think tonight and Saturday and Monday all need to be wins, and then we'll see. You never really know what kind of game you're going to get in Salt Lake City. Although I think that the Jazz are a pretty good matchup for the Warriors because they aren't still the most athletic team. But the Warriors' biggest thing they still have to be able to to lock in on and get better with is figuring out how to win on the road. And you know that's where it just has been different. I mean, tonight is the kind of game where if they're playing on the road, they probably lose it. And But at home, they figure out a way to, to come through and, and do just enough to avoid that and move on to the next one. All right, a couple of calls here before we call it a night. Let's go to Johnny in Redwood City next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Johnny? Hey, J.D., thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a question for you. How do you think sure. Jonathan Kaminga played today? Yeah, I thought he was okay. I don't think it was his best game of the last, let's say, week or so since he's he's been playing more, Johnny. I, I thought it was – I was a little surprised that – he didn't play a little more tonight, to be honest, considering the the fact that he has played better of late. I didn't think he was he was bad by any stretch, uh, but but did only play what ten minutes and forty two seconds. He was he was zero for two. I think the one thing we've seen lately, and thanks for the call, Johnny, is Jonathan Kaminga. We've seen Steve Kerr give him his initial shift. And then he's played well enough to where Kerr looks to find more and more minutes. And it seemed like tonight, whether it was the rotation being off or whether it was the fact that he could sense the margin for error for the Warriors was not going to be as great. He just, there was something about Kaminga he didn't trust as much tonight and wanted to make sure that this win didn't turn into a loss. And and again, that's not to say Kaminga played badly. I don't think he played badly, but, you know, tonight was a night where 10 minutes in Steve Kerr's mind was was enough, and I think you hope that tomorrow in the second of a back-to-back against a, a Rockets team that has a lot of good young athletes that fly around and try and make plays and get in the passing lanes, and, and, and that's more of a premium, he'll be ready to lock in and play more minutes tomorrow because the Warriors will, are going to need him to. Ricky in Boston is the final call of the night here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Ricky? What's going on, J.D.? Uh just calling about the game tonight. Great night of basketball, man. Um, you know, watching the Pelicans and uh, Spurs game earlier. That's a fun team to watch the Pelicans, you know, Coach Willie Davis. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, man, Coach Willie Davis is trying to try to apply a lot of, like, the Warriors, you know, things, you know, with moving the ball around, strength and numbers. They're a fun team to watch. And then, you know, I got to watch the Warriors game a little later. And, um, you know, with Clay. You know, the three-pointer wasn't working for him. I don't know, what, what was he, like one for seven, one for eight or something like that? Or, Try three for know. 13. But, yeah, it was it was one for eight at one point, I believe. But, yeah, he did hit a couple of timely ones. But, yeah, three for 13 overall. Yeah, my man, that that's pretty uh, bad. I mean, he he knew what was working for him, like the mid-range game, him taking it to the, you know, to the bucket. That was working for him. I like seeing that. 
the other thing what I didn't like seeing with Clay is his his uh aggressiveness. You know, Steve Kerr said it that, you know, the Bulls were the aggressive team today. I mean, Clay got out muscled for a couple of times with the rebound. I think number five for the Bulls, Jones, I think his name is, just, you know, came like a crazy facial. I'm like, whoa, you know, that's going to be on tape. And, you know, a lot of people are going to see that, that now Clay is going to be a, a weak point on defense, that you can just go at Clay like that. And, you know, I, I don't want that for Clay. You know what I mean? We, we all know from, like, Clay's history that he was a solid defensive player, but, you know, he's not showing aggression on defense or boxing out. You know, teams are going to just keep attacking that, and I don't want to see that. But anyway, man, great night, great game. Thank you for your time, J.D. Yeah, appreciate the call, uh, Ricky. Good good stuff tonight. Uh, and, yeah, Willie Green, the, the head coach of the Pelicans. I think you, you said Willie Davis, but uh, simple mistake there. Willie Green doing a nice job. And, and, look, the Warriors went in there a couple of times and played – the, the young guys and, and the Pelicans got an upper hand and you know that, that upper hand right now has got the Pelicans in part out to a fourteen and eight start. They're they're a talented team and, and they over the years have not played great at home consistently. They're playing better at home. They're eight and three at home to, to start the year. And you look at, at the Pelicans, they they got the second best point differential right now in, in the Western Conference. And I think the third best, not fourth best, I guess, in the NBA behind Boston and Cleveland and, and also Phoenix. So the, the Pelicans are, are playing playing some, some quality basketball. As far as Clay, yeah, defensively, teams are attacking him more. And, and I, he's just a better matchup, I think, for different types of players defensively than, than he had been in, at other points in his career. It's not necessarily go chase the, the, the quick point guard around anymore. Uh, and and athletically, there are moments, not all the time. He holds his own at, at at certain points, but there are just a few more moments where he does look vulnerable on the defensive end. And in a league where every team is looking for areas in which you can attack, I do think he's come up on opposing team scouting reports as you can attack him in these types of situations on the floor with certain types of players. And I think that's absolutely been a part now with Wiggins being a good defender and Draymond still a good defender and Looney can get out and guard on the perimeter Curry's an improved defender in in many ways I do think a lot of teams look at Clay as the weak link defensively uh just when you compare it to all of those other guys that I that I just mentioned at, at, at different at different points so something the Warriors will have to play through something they have been able to play through though still with that that starting group being the best lineup of any five-man unit in the NBA so far this season. So it, it hasn't hampered uh, the Warriors collectively when that group has, has played together. And you look at tonight, Clay Thompson right there with Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins uh, playing a lot of similar minutes, plus 11 uh, in this one uh, tonight. Uh, but Draymond Green, man, Draymond Green everywhere, plus 20. And uh, the Warriors, that bench group in the second quarter, helped the Warriors get out to a lead uh, there that they had ended up relinquishing and then had to win the final minutes of that second quarter. That was a key point in the game, but Draymond continues to just be uh, outstanding. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Quick turnaround with the back-to-back and a lot more to discuss tomorrow here on 95.7. The game is uh, I'll be back with you 10 a.m. tomorrow. Join me, uh, John Dickinson, as we'll have Warriors this week for you, 10 to 1 here on 95.7. The game Dan Devone's going to be sitting in for Whitey Gleason tomorrow as Whitey has the morning and afternoon off. And uh, then I'll be right back here at Chase 
for Warriors Live beginning at 4.30. Warriors and the Rockets, again, early start, 5.30 tip here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Uh, Again, I'm John Dickinson, back with you tomorrow. Uh, But the Warriors get the job done tonight. They beat the Bulls 119 to 111, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.